Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking once again with my friend Yasin, and last time we talked about Swiss languages, and you told us a lot of really interesting things. And now I want to move on to something similar, but equally interesting, which is Swiss identity. And because you have these four languages, it's very interesting to see how a national identity can be formed. And so you would say, or I would say, and I'm sure you would too, that you're quite a patriotic Swiss person. <laughs> yes, it's quite true, yeah. And so if, if you have these different types of people, you know, French speakers, German speakers, what is it that brings them all together in, to make a Swiss person? Well, you know, I think that's actually a really interesting question because uh, for a lot of people who aren't from Switzerland... Uh, it's kind of a mystery to them, you know, what, what, what is Swiss identity? What makes us Swiss, right? Um, and, you know, in a way, we don't have a single identity, right? Uh, so as you know, Switzerland is a federal country. Uh, officially, it's a confederation. And so every state in Switzerland called cantons, uh, technically, they have their own parliament, their own government. Uh, like Geneva, for example, is a republic. That's the Republic and Canton of Geneva. We have our own national anthem here. We used to have our own local dialects. Uh, few words have you know, stayed alive. So I think, uh, first and foremost, when you're Swiss, you are from your commune or canton. So, for example, I'm first and foremost a Bündner, which is someone from Graubünden. Uh, however, we have a few values which unify us, right? So the languages, which in some countries seem like such an important aspect of identity, here we understand it's, it's only one aspect, not necessarily the most important one. So I think one, probably the number one aspect is we're all very proud of the way our politics work, and namely direct democracy. Okay, and so a couple of things that are really interesting already is that even though you've lived in Geneva basically your whole life, uh, yes, that's you consider true, yourself, yeah. in terms of cantons, to be from Grabunden where your mother is from. Yes, yes, that's true. Um, well, so here when you're, when you're born, um, on your passport, you have a, a lieu d'origine in French, which is, uh, so yeah, you're... Your place of origin, and it's always your mother's, right? Uh, although it could be your th father's, I'm not sure. In my case, he, he's Moroccan, so I, I didn't get that option. But uh, since she's from Kaubunden, on my passport, it says I am, uh, you know, Grison in French or Bündner in German. And uh, therefore, I, I live in Geneva. I've lived in Geneva my whole life, but I actually have a resident residency permit for Confederates, right? So I have a little booklet which says, you know, Yep, I'm established here, this is where I live, etc. But I actually do not have Genevan nationality, if you will. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, so when I got married, uh, I, um, I had to ask for uh, official documents from Graubünden, right? There was nothing here for me. And I had to send a bunch of official documents to Graubünden as well to validate the marriage. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, so it's fascinating that on the one hand it's very localized, like you've been saying, mm. but then the other thing you mentioned was that if you're talking about national pride, now you're looking at federal, right. nationwide institutions like your direct democracy. So how does the, the direct democracy work? Because it is quite a famous system, but what's it all about? Yeah, I think it's honestly, it's the greatest thing about Switzerland. I think it's, it's why I'm patriotic. Uh, and it's so sad that so few people know about it. Um, so the way it works is when you're 18, you have the right to vote. But you also have the right to uh, try and get laws passed. And what I mean by that is you can try and start an initiative. It's called, at least, initiative in French. 
And if you get, say, say you want to change the constitution, so you want to add a law or change a law, uh, if you get 100,000 signatures nationwide, so at the federal level, then the whole country is basically forced to vote on this issue, right? Uh, if it's at the cantonal level, then I think it's 10,000 people who need to sign. Uh, but if they do, then again, the whole canton has to vote. And at the communal level, uh, communes would be the equivalent of uh, perhaps... Uh, I don't know actually what you would consider them in other countries, but it's 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 sm so smaller than the state, right? A borough, if you will. Um, there, you need to have a thousand signatures, and yeah, if you if you get the thousand signatures, then the whole commune has to vote. Yeah. So, um, and the other thing is, so every few months, you know, you get lots of these uh, initiatives, but also the parliament uh, gets uh, get, wants to pass a few laws, and for certain laws, you need to have the approval of the Swiss people. So every few months you get uh, uh, through the mail um, a letter with different items you need to vote on, different laws that you know need to be either changed or put in place. And yeah, you basically just vote uh, you know yes or no, you send it back by mail or you can go to the voting office uh, on the Sunday uh, and yeah, it's uh, that's direct democracy, right? Everybody gets to uh, vote on laws. It's not just the parliament like in most countries or all countries, but uh, the people. No, it's good. It's very interesting. And you see, it's very people are very active in the whole process. Whenever there's a vote coming up, there's a lot of banners, there's mm. a lot of people uh, trying to encourage people to vote, to vote yes, to vote no, depending on what the particular yeah. initiative is. Um, so another thing I wanted to ask you, Let's. Uh, I know you're a tennis fan. Yes. <laughs> so we have, at the moment, two great Swiss tennis players, Roger Federer and Stan Wawrinka. And Federer is from Basel, so he's from the German-speaking part of Switzerland. Yes. Wawrinka is from the Valais somewhere. No, he's actually from Vaux. Yeah, okay. from Vaux. So he's from French-speaking Switzerland. Yes. So as a, even though your situation is complicated because you're <laughs> sort of half from one side, half from the other side, but do you think, for example, people from French-speaking Switzerland are more likely to, sp to support Wawrinka because he's a French speaker as well, even though Federer does speak French? Is there that as well? Yeah, yeah, you definitely get, you know, local identities and like what we call the Romandie, which is the French-speaking region. And so, you know, obviously people, you know, are really proud that a Romand uh, was doing so well. Um, so th there is, you know, I think in every country you get that, though, in every country, right? Like you're Australian. I'm sure in Australia, where are you from again, actually? Uh, Sydney. Australia. Sydney, right? Sure, you know, people from Sydney, they, they feel proud that they're from Sydney and there's kind of a, a rivalry going on with Melbourne, for example. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so, right? <laughs> So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the same here, really. You get rivalries between Geneva and Lausanne, between, uh, I don't know, maybe between um, Ticino, it's between Lugano and uh, Bellinzona or Locarno. You know, so you definitely get that also between the linguistic regions. You know, we, we love to hate each other. <laughs> and so if you look at a French-speaking Swiss person compared to a person from France, what do you think the, the differences are there in, in kind of national identities of those people? Oh, well, I mean... That's, uh, that's an interesting question. I guess, you know, the history of the two countries is so different. Um, but I think, for example, that outsiders might think, okay, you more or less, you speak French, you more or less look like a French person, mm. you're basically a French person. Right, right. And then that the, the Swiss are very proud of being Swiss and not yes. French, or <laughs> the German-speaking Swiss, not German. Yes, and that's except. true. So what separates you from a Frenchman? Well, I mean, you know, I'd like to think uh, we're... We're a bit less arrogant, but you know that's <laughs> that's not always true. But we can be very smug, actually, in Switzerland, because you know we we are a successful country, and that tends to breed a bit of smugness. Um, 
but uh, you know I, I like to joke about French people and all, but actually you know they're they're good neighbors overall. Uh, in Geneva, though, we, we do like to hate on the French, you know, it's, it's all part of the friendly rivalry. But what makes us very different, I would say, is simply, um, I mean, Swiss people, you know, because we, we used to living in a country that's multilingual and where we are a minority, at least for the French speakers, we're, mm -hmm. we're a minority language. I think, you know, we're, we're quite used to the idea that, you know, we have to learn foreign languages, we have to... Uh, you know, learn a bit more, I guess, about, you know, foreign cultures and, and the way things work. We also try to cooperate on a, you know, governmental level. Um, people like to, to compromise here, even in the workplace. Whereas I think in France, people tend to be, this is again a generalization, um, they, they, they tend to be a bit more politically divided. Uh, they tend to be, I mean, we like to say that they're a bit, you know, a bit arrogant sometimes, but that's just because, you know, when you are this minority, like like we are, the French do sometimes make fun of you, uh, you know, for your accent, for that, that you know, funny way you speak, uh, the same way they make fun of Belgians, right? Um, so, yeah, but, but, but fundamentally, you know, we're all Europeans, you know, right. we're not that different. But if you're a smaller polity, like you said, then it helps to unify internally within your within your smaller group yeah whereas a larger country like france has divisions and, and things like that but yeah well yeah france i mean it's, it's so centralized right that's the big thing france is a very centralized country you know paris is the center of the world right then whereas no swiss person will ever think that Bern is the center of the world or geneva right we, we just don't have that delusion um but that being said you know i know plenty of lovely french people who uh usually not from Paris, <laughs> but, but uh, who, who are a lot like the Swiss, you know, they, they say, say people from Brittany will have a very proud uh, local Breton uh, culture and, and identity. So, yeah. All right. So thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Mm -hmm.